0: Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things
1: NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson.
0: And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Michael Zipovich. Hello. And today we're going to talk, you know, what's going around in the NFL, some training camp news, people getting punched in the face. Uh and then we're gonna talk about some rookies again. A little little end of the end of the summer recap. See where we stand now. I know I just had a rookie draft. I know you just had a rookie yeah, draft. Yeah, we both
1: had rookie drafts, so I would assume we can't be the only ones um having rookie, rookie drafts. drafts. Right. Yeah. So it's a good assumption. Right. And it's been a while since we've done one, so it might be a good idea just to recap. Any yeah, last, even if, even if you had time. your draft.
0: Uh, I know when I was at my rookie draft this Saturday, Matt was in it as well. And, he, you know, we were sitting there next to each other and we're like, man, wow. Because that's, for, for, <laughs> that's our first rookie draft right. since, you know, June, the very first week of June. And we're like, wow, look how much, like, these three months have really, like, changed our perspective. Like, now you get to the third round you're like, ugh.
1: Well, same thing. It happened, it happened to us last year when we, first, year. When we did the... Um, since start doing the podcast, I remember starting at the beginning. We were all super hyped up about a lot of guys, and I think like right before the season, we did like a recap of the rookies and and we we're like same concept where same you concept. kind of you fell off a little bit on some of the guys.
0: Yeah, and that's what happens, and that's why it's you know, and we encourage obviously if you do your rookie draft, you can do whatever you want, but you know, it's always one I like doing it early because you know it gives you that that fantasy football draft mentality in June. And it gives it to you earlier, even right after the NFL draft, like April uh, or May, which is kind of nice because you get to have a fantasy football draft like six months before the season starts. And you're a little bit more excited. There's a little bit more risk involved. Uh, You're way more excited about players just because the upside, you know, they've done nothing yet. So you're going off college tape or upside and possibility of like, you know, ooh, David Johnson is in Arizona. And even though like we've been preaching the whole time, we've never really been big on David Johnson in Arizona. Uh, that's really that's really starting to show right now. Uh, a lot of criticism coming out there and in Cleveland as well about the running back situation. Even though in Arizona, I think it's more attributed to everybody besides Andre Ellington compared to... like it's, I think they're just not happy with everybody besides Andre Ellington compared to Cleveland where they're just not happy with everybody.
1: Yeah. So And there's been tons of
0: injuries. Yeah, and there was news that came out today about Ray Rice uh, possibly getting signed in Cleveland, the head coach, Mike Penn had mentioned it. I think, I think it's more like just trying to motivate their run of max. And I, I still don't see Ray Rice getting signed here. Yeah. I don't buy the hype. I mean, at all. He, he averaged 3.1 yards per carry before he got hurt. So he just wasn't very good. Anyways, it's not like something I'm really trying to, if he did get signed somewhere, of course you want to pick him up. Uh, definitely somewhere in Cleveland who has a good offensive line, but he's not something I'm over ecstatic about Same thing like Chris Johnson possibly getting signed in Arizona. I, you know, Chris Johnson's just not very good anymore. So it doesn't really matter.
1: It doesn't matter. Old news. It's like,
0: <clears throat> right. It, it, what are you going to sign Barry Sanders? Ooh, you just, you hear the Cardinals are signing Barry Sanders,
1: right? It doesn't, it's, it's not exciting. I wouldn't go rush out to the waiver wire to go pick him up or anything like that. I mean, I, I guess I, I, I would, I would. I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I wouldn't expect anything out of it.
0: If Barry Sanders signed with the Cowboys right now, would you Would you pick him up? Yeah, for
1: sure. Yeah, me too. Me <laughs> too. Freaking Barry Sanders. Get your
0: get your gooey butt out there and give me some yards. Uh, so that was news about the Ray Rice situation going on this week. Big news today was Geno Smith playing Mike Tyson punch out. Came, I'm not even going to try and pronounce uh, the guy's linebacker's name who got cut immediately. Broke his jaw in two places.
1: Yeah, that's too bad for Geno.
0: My wife goes... He hit, was that one punch? I'm like, yeah, he's a big dude.
1: She's like, wow. Yeah, I saw a picture. That guy is a big man. Jacked man. Yeah.
0: Oh, that, I don't know what he said about his mama, but it, it couldn't have been good.
1: I, there's, I saw, you know, we're only a couple hours removed from when it happened, but uh, the speculation I saw on Twitter was like owing money or something like that. Yeah geno smith owed this guy money or something wow. or, or vice versa oh, yeah something like i hope that. it's vice versa I mean, yeah. you got, it, <laughs> you're yeah. the quarterback here right
0: um doesn't really affect dynasty too much it stinks because if you're a geno smith owner you're kind of like hoping he'd start the year and you kind of see what you got and now it's kind of just put another delay on it but if you're a geno smith owner you're disappointed anyways
1: yeah you kind of the writing's on the wall because you know if will probably start now but that kind of gives you hope, like one of those stabs in the dark that I kind of liked uh, later rounds of Bryce Petty. I don't know if he'll ever, you know, if he'll step on the on the field, but he's one. one Brennan Whedon? He's one step closer. Oh, Bryce Petty. Bryce Petty. No, there's well, no, they're they're tuned the same for uh, me, uh, and that's fine. Fair enough. Totally fair, and I and and I get that. But I'm the reason were after the draft. I just kind of liked the situation. So for a late round. Yeah, A later round pick or a mid to later round pick based on situation, I just thought, hey, he's worth a pickup because based off the guys in front of him, there's a chance that he could play. And
0: there's some good news here if you're an Eric Decker, Brandon Marshall, Chris Ivory owner, because, uh, you know, Ryan, Fast, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a more seasoned veteran and uh, some players that he has played with did have, you know, like Kendall Wright. Uh, had better numbers when he was in DeAndre Hopkins numbers were up when Ryan Fitzpatrick was in there as well why can't I say Fitzpatrick I don't know messing with my tongue over here but yeah you know what I mean so if you're a Decker and Marshall owner this is this is good for
1: you for temporarily at least I mean Fitzpatrick's he's you know he's all right Little will get a low end I mean he's not he's I think he might be better than Geno Smith. Oh, yeah. Well, that's
0: the whole point of it. I mean, we don't know about Geno. There's some, like, you know, upside there. So the good news out of it is if you own those players. You know, I have Eric Decker in our league, so it's kind of like, okay, nice. And he's like, Eric Decker right now I feel like is somebody who's going to do better than most people. He's almost like by the wayside like a lot of people don't even think about eric decker there's because of his situation he didn't really have a big year last year but he came strong on strong at the end of the year last year and even though he's in a bad situation now he has brendan marshall offset him so i think eric decker might be somebody you can get for real cheap or if you have him i think he's, he'll definitely serve uh as a wide receiver three at least in my eyes that's how i kind of see it playing out we'll see but uh eric decker's just one of those names that's kind of you know fallen by the wayside Nobody's really paying attention to you. coming up, you know, coming and being in New York and all. But I think this helps him as well. And I'd love to be, you know, start him if I, if I could, which I will be. Uh, and I think he's you to get really cheap in Dynasty Leagues right now. Uh, other news out there is Rashad Jennings was on top of the depth chart for the New York Giants. Again, this is, uh, if you're a Jennings owner, I'm still all, all in on the Vereen bandwagon there. Again, Ben McAdoo's up tempo offense. I think there's going to be a lot of no huddle action. Really shoots what Shane Vereen does very well. Rashad Jennings uh, isn't known as a pass catcher. Andre Williams is definitely not a pass catcher. Uh, Shane Vereen catches the ball very well and runs pretty well too. I think Vereen. I know I tweeted the other day like somebody, some guys who I think are going to rise the rankings and dynasty rankings going into 2016 as a ranking shift. And Vereen was on that list. Okay, I think Vereen's going to have a really really nice year. He's one of my—I know next week we plan on doing a show of our Sleepers of the Year. Yeah. And he'd be somebody on my list for Sleepers of the Year. I really like Shane Vereen in New York. I think he's going to lead the backfield in fantasy points uh, for the 2015-2016 season here. And, again, he's somebody—people not know Shane Vereen, but he's somebody that could be had. And I think you're going
1: to be able to start as a solid running back, too, this year. Yeah, he's someone— Certainly, you could go out and you could buy like a fairly reasonable. You wouldn't have to overpay, I don't Mm -hmm. think, to get him. Um, I don't have an opinion either way. I think like if the Giants could get something out of their running game, they could be pretty good this year. I think I I could see a good bounce back year from Eli with Odell Beckham and so
0: Victor uh, Cruz coming back, uh, Larry Donnell. Right? Is it is it Donnell? Donnell? I don't know. I'm sure we'll get I'll I'll get hit up on Twitter like this guy doesn't even know how to pronounce the players' names. What does he know? I'm an idiot. Uh, so, I mean, that was just news to have Jens on top. And, you know, you'd be surprised last year because if you, you would guess that the lead in fantasy running back last year, like if you would have got, told me before the end of the year, I'd be like, oh, probably, you know, Rashad Jennings. But it was Andre Williams was their lead fantasy running back last year. So, not, not Rashad Jennings. But, but neither neither were, like, overwhelmingly good. But I think Rashad no. Jennings was right outside the running back two numbers there. Yeah. Or Andre, Andre Williams. They were close. I know Jens got hurt at the same time, but. Again, I think Shane Vereen's gonna put
1: up good numbers
0: this year. Okay, you have anything? You don't have anything to say about Shane Vereen, right? No,
1: I'm just like I'm indifferent. I I don't know. I've never really been a Shane Vereen type of guy. I, I was well, never been really in New England man, right? And that just is a turn off right there. Um,
0: compared to a turn on,
1: right? Okay. That's, that's close enough. Uh, I just, I guess, I don't have an opinion either way. If you think he's a sleeper, I'll I'll take your word for it.
0: Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for believing
1: in me. Yeah. No problem. I
0: always like the support out there. News coming out about Sammy Watkins uncoverable in Buffalo right now in training camp, which is uh, eh,
1: pretty much what I expected. Yeah, it's just too bad they don't have a quarterback. Does Does it
0: amaze you, like the questions you see on Twitter and even drafts? How many people? not necessarily down on Sammy,
1: but are kind of down on Sammy. Yeah. I, well, it, I mean, it does. And it doesn't, I think like, you know, people like us, I know we did, we hype, hyped the heck out of them. Yes, very much. So, um, his stats didn't live up to, you know, to the, to our hype and, and then he had a couple other rookies like, uh, Mike Evans and Odell Beckham, who, who had better seasons that could have been had way well, especially Odell Beckham could had way later in the first round a year ago. And I I just, uh, you know, Sammy Watkins battled injuries last year. He's banged up pretty well. yeah, Right. And they just, you know, I mean, nobody else around him Worst
0: quarterback situation in the league, which isn't improved this year.
1: Right. So I, it just, you know, it's just one of those things, man. I, I think if you flip flop spots you know, and healthy guy for guy. I think he's, uh, I don't know. I, I like Sammy Watkins. I, I'll defend him to the end of time. I think oh, he's Oh, me too. Man. I
0: think he's going to be an absolute stud. He's somebody I could think could probably rise in the rankings. We have him relatively high on the site. You know, I have him, I think overall in my rankings, I have him in top 20 of, of you know, Dynasty startup rankings. And he still finished last year uh, right around, uh, it was wide receiver 27, I believe, okay. in PPR. So he just finished just outside of wide receiver two and, there. And
1: outside of last year, uh, rookie wide receivers generally don't start fast. So, you know, I mean, it's going the course. I just think like there were some outliers with um, Odell Beckham and, mike evans you know oh some other guys also kelvin benjamin did really well and, you and know, to there's... me it's
0: still not even cl- i'd still rather have sammy by a mile over Kevin, kelvin benjamin okay oh. maybe maybe miles is a lot but you know maybe a couple laps ahead of right, kelvin.
1: no, no i'd I prefer i would prefer him too because i think the long-term play I, I just i like it i just think buffalo needs to secure a qb they got to, they have to eventually
0: Yeah, again, I mean, people are talking about Sammy Watkins' routes are a little bit more crisp. Um, And again, you guys remember, the raw ability there for Sammy Watkins is there. He showed it in college. He's a phenomenal receiver. I know he's in Buffalo. I know it's a bad bad situation right now. But again, this is why we play Dynasty. Um, I'm still buying Sammy Watkins' shares. One more guy I want to talk about real quick, uh, Doug Martin. Name the starter while we're going. Oh, no, two more guys. But Doug Martin named the starter in Tampa Bay. They're they're already trying to you already hear the news coming out. They're building him up. They're building up. Do you think Doug Martin can have a solid fantasy this year? you think he could bounce back from
1: two consecutive bad seasons after of his phenomenal rookie season? I wouldn't count on it. I own Doug Martin in one of the two, one in, of the two dynasty leagues I do, not fifty two. Um, and I'm just I don't know. I'm not counting anything from anything to me, any production that he is bonus. I, Cause I just don't feel like he's just been so lackluster the last two years. I just don't see the, any, you know. any
0: good news is good news. So well, right. Exactly. And the fact that he's starting so if you do any starting running back in the NFL, that helps. It puts you in a starting ability too, but it does worry me that, uh, and I know their offensive line was bad last year and their whole offense and a hole was really bad losing their offensive coordinator. But again, it's running back is not somebody that usually gets that's bad for a little while and then becomes good again.
1: Right. Like for me, I am just I'm praying he comes out hot and I will I will trade him for whatever I could get.
0: Yeah, and that's a good strategy as a Doug Martin owner. If you own Doug Martin, he's going to start this year. Uh, Better talent all around him. Austin Severian Jenkins is going to take a big step forward this year. Mike Evans is only going to get better this year. They have Jameis Winston. They still have Vincent Jackson. And I'm with you, man. I think if he starts off hot, I'm I'm gonna wait, you know, just a couple weeks, and then I'm selling, trying to
1: Absolutely. get the most I
0: can out of it. And somebody's gonna need a running back. Somebody will be hurt by week four. Somebody's gonna need a running back. And there's Doug Martin, who's looking pretty good. And Absolutely. I'm selling, you know, I'm, cause even if he does have a decent year. I'm not trusting somebody again that why they're young had two consecutive bad years. And I don't want to hear about the rest of your running back. The rest of the team is bad. I don't want to hear it. You should still produce. And he produced very poorly.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I'm I'm looking to sell. I mean, it it might be one of those things too. You have to, you know, you might have to sell for like a draft pick or something like that. I'd be but, okay with that. Yeah, right. Tell
0: me if you get like a late first for somebody that thinks they're contending. Like I'll give you my first for Doug Martin because somebody's gonna buy. Somebody's gonna buy in. You know what I mean? Somebody's be like, oh yeah. yeah,
1: you hope. You know, and uh, keep
0: pushing him. But dude, look what he did his rookie year. Look at you know, fourteen hundred right. yards, yeah, six hundred yards. Always got to be selling. So, and then uh, last guy, Michael Floyd. Wolverine. He was impersonating Wolverine. His fingers, bones, came through his palm. Ugh. Oh, my goodness. Disgusting. Oh, man. Big, hit for, uh, big hit for him, and you got John Brown. Good news for John Brown. I know we hit on it last week, but I just want to bring up the fact because I found that his fingers came through his skin. Oh, oh that's... Can you that's... even imagine it? No, I can't. I guarantee And I don't you. want to. I don't want to either. So, poor Mike Floyd. Um, will, will he regain a spot? Here's a question for you. Will he regain a spot in Arizona when he comes back healthy? I don't think he does. I don't think he over... I think John Brown's going to keep it. I really do. I think John Brown's going to get in there... He's gonna succeed. He's, he's up a couple pounds, added some muscle. You know, the fight to press. And I think John Brown's gonna take a big step forward this year as well. And I think Mike Michael Floyd's gonna find himself a free agent at the end of the year. And I think John Brown and Larry Fitzgerald are gonna be the starters. So he'll see he'll see a lot of three wide, you know three receiver sets, definitely in Bruce Arians' offense. And definitely without a tight end there as well. I think like Darren Fells is gonna be the starter there. And they, I know they signed Jermaine Gresham, but I mean he'll still see the field. But I think John Brown from here. For a nice long time, he's going to be the starter in Arizona.
1: Yeah, I, I'll I'll agree with that. I'm not sure, you know. Floyd's completely done. Di- I don't really know. That's that seems that seems brutal to come back from. But I think John Browns are poised to take over. You yeah, I know, mean, for so.
0: dislocated fingers, it's like I don't even know how they're not even broken. They kind they came through your palm.
1: Oh, the agony. Yeah, that type of stuff creeps me out. Man. Yeah,
0: man, Wolverine part fourteen. Uh Okay, so that's what's going to go. Those are the quick hits for what's going on during the week. Now let's talk some rookies here. Um, like I said, I know I had a rookie draft this week, and you had a rookie draft this weekend. We yep. both had multiple first-round picks. Um, Moving and shaking. Yeah, yeah. I
1: made a lot of trades at the previous year to acquire some things. I mean, I kind of sacrificed future drafts for this one because I did like this draft. So First,
0: let's start. What picks
1: did you have in the first round? I had one, six, and seven. Ooh, good place to be, right? Right. I had two two options. I was almost here. Was my, my train of thought. I needed a QB. So, and you know, and you guys know I've talked a lot about it. I like Winston. So I was ready to go. Based off of being one, six, and seven, I liked four guys. And I was almost hoping one would get taken. So I didn't have someone else would make the decision for me. I was girly at one. Obviously, I went. And then it was like, do I go. Abdullah and TJ Yeldon and just go, Hey, it's the year of the running back. I'm taking all running backs. That's what you do in the year of the running back. Next year, there's going to be a ton of quarterbacks. Uh, one of the moves that I did make entailed me trading my first round, a first round pick for next year. Um, so then I was like, I was thinking, and I do need a quarterback, um, in this league. And, you know, I was like, if I know next year is going to be the year of the quarterback, most likely, but I'm really confident in Jameis Winston, so I I pulled the trigger early and I went Winston and T.J. Yeldon. Um, you gotta so be happy with that. Oh, I do, because I, I I and you know, it stinks. I do. I I drafted Abdullah in the Dynasty Nerds League, and you know, I'm happy with that. I I I just really like both of them. Great
0: you know? buzz coming out about Abdullah that he looks. Right now they're talking. Besides Calvin Johnson, he's the best player on the field. Looking like the best player, those are the reports coming out that he looks like the best player on the field. Right, you loved Abdullah coming out of Nebraska. I know right. Matt didn't like Abdullah coming out of Nebraska.
1: I liked Abdullah. Um, I know, but you're were, you're were his biggest advocate coming out. I had just everything. I mean, I, I just everything I saw from there was just, and I watched a decent amount of. I mean, Nebraska's on all the time, you know? So every time, he was just so good,
0: man. Yeah, and here's what we got to love about Amir Abdullah as we jump ahead here for, you know, talking about draft picks here. You know what? Actually, let's hold off because I have a couple nuggets I'd like to bring about Abdullah and about yeah. how he's coming out here. All right. Um, so you came away with those three picks. Um, what, did you have a second-round pick? No, so, traded. Okay, because we're only going to talk, let's just talk like two rounds here.
1: Okay, right? yeah, fair enough. Yeah, and I that, traded. And that's where
0: most of the talent is, the first two rounds. Um, I had pick 7-12 and 12 and 2-4. In the, in the first two rounds. Uh I had pick originally one four, which I ended up trading along with Eddie Lacey for DeAndre Hopkins and pick seven twelve. Um, which is what I'm happy seven for.
1: 112?
0: One yeah, one seven and one twelve.
1: Oh, one seven, one twelve. Okay, my bad. Sorry. So I
0: gave up Eddie Lacey and one four for DeAndre Hopkins, one seven and one twelve. Okay. Which I'm still happy with. Right. Uh really I'm I mean, I'm just a big Hopkins fan, so I'm okay with it. Yeah, that. absolutely. So at one seven, I was really hoping to get T.J. Yeldon, praying to get T.J. Yeldon because, you know, out of all of us three, I I was definitely the biggest Yeldon advocate. Yeah, I, I was consistently saying I liked him better than he was always pretty much my number three running back throughout the year. Yeah. Um. I know I gave some crazy comparisons. People were giving me crap for it, but like oh, he reminded me of like a young Adrian Peterson. Um. As a as a freshman, again, he's I'm not calling him Adrian Peterson, but that's kind of that's a, that's kind of what I. That's what I was going out there on a limb saying.
1: Okay, so
0: it kills me in all the leagues that I'm in. I didn't get any TJ Yeldon shares, not one. Yeah, not one. And I could have got him in the Dynasty Nerds League. He would have been there for me if I would have stayed. But I moved up and I got Melvin Gordon, which again I'm happy with that.
1: Can't be disappointed with that at all.
0: I got Amir. Uh, so I took, but so I took Nelson Algalore at seven, which is pretty consistent of where he's going in most leagues. I got Duke Johnson at 12, which I'm pretty happy with. Okay, um, PPR running back, and then. Amazingly, Tevin Coleman, I got it two four.
1: Yeah, is, that that's mind-blowing.
0: It's a it's a late it's the lowest I've seen him go in any draft. But there's a couple other picks ahead of him. You know, Mariota
1: went ahead of him. Uh, D- Philip Dorsett went ahead of him as well. So Philip Dorsett went ahead of Tevin Coleman in my draft too, which was the that was the shocker. I guess there was two shockers in my draft. Philip Dorsett went ninth, which was pretty shocking. It's a little shocking, but it wasn't. I mean. It, when the guy picked him, he seemed like pretty like. I, I know this might seem crazy, like, but he was sold on taking him. You know, same like, guy in my league took my
0: nine as well. He was he was dead set. He was like, this guy is a first round pick. The Colts took him. Uh, they had defensive needs, but they still took Dorsett. Right. Either way, um, I'm a believer of Andrew Luck, and I said, okay, hey,
1: yeah, fair you right. know,
0: if you're a believer, you're a believer. I right. I'm not, but. I'm not always right. Yeah. Um. And Perryman slipped out of my first round too, which
1: was I thought was kind of odd, as well. Yeah, he wasn't in my first round, and I was surprised. The other shocking thing to me, Dorsett going nine, then uh, Tevin Coleman went tenth in my draft. Uh, Amir Abdullah slipped to twelve. That's which, unreal. What to me is like, wow. I stealing, can't even, stealing, stealing. I mean, so he, the like, best t- the team that won the championship got Amir Abdullah. Oh. Huh.
0: Feeling good about that, huh?
1: Oh, of course.
0: I know I would be. I mean, to me, I wish I had Amir Abdullah share as well because I don't, and I I'm a huge fan. He's my number eight overall player right now, right behind Jameis Winston. And I could see myself being in a, a situation. You know, my rankings are my rankings, but I I could see myself eight times out of ten taking Amir Abdullah ahead of Winston, unless I had a, a really if I need unless I needed a quarterback.
1: Yeah, I try I try to stay tried and true to my, my board on that one. And it was just like, I come draft day, I was just, I, by draft day, I was pretty set. I'm like, hey, I'm going to take Winston because I'm going to go down with the ship if it doesn't work. And then it was between Yeldon and Abdullah, and it's like when I have done my rankings in the past, I mean, I literally could flip flop every day. You know yeah. what I mean? It is. I've seen so much great press about Amir Abdullah too on Twitter. You know, from all it's the like, beat writers and you know, he's a redraft target for me. I'm getting him and Yeldon some redraft. And I haven't I I really seen much, you know, much press about Yeldon uh, it, up until the other day that now he's on top of the depth chart. running back i have read press on yeldon he has looked well he's picked up the playbook very
0: well he's doing well in pass protection as well which Which is huge which is huge for a running back he's gonna be a three down back he's he's gonna i i love yeldon i really do i'm a i'm a big fan i think he's a fine success success in jacksonville uh i hope he finds success as well
1: um yeah okay moving on (laughs) uh speaking of pass protection the one thing that i've seen has been killing david cobb can't pick up the pass protection no and and it hurts yeah it it hurts because you know i mean as anyone that owns bishop sankey i do not but um that seems like a job that someone could go in and win and it just if you can't if you can't pass protect you are going to be on the bench and that kind of remember last year same situation it ended up turning out all right for this player but remember trey mason couldn't pass block took him all year to get in the field and then when he got on the field he blew up so i mean big know, difference between
0: david cobb and trey mason is and you're right same thing because somebody was saying something about to me about paraman other like just other day like oh well paraman he's hurt right now i'm like odell beckham jr was hurt for
1: four weeks of the season absolutely okay. like that after after that like Lesson learned. I'm not gonna. Yeah, this is learned.
0: dynasty, man. This right. is long term play. This is. This isn't. Oh, he's not gonna be on the field for eight weeks. I don't care if he's on the field all year long. You know what I mean? It's like I want. I like the talent, but you know David Cobb. You know, this, this knock David Cobb when we get to him uh, is even his his ranking almost relies on his opportunity, right? That's what pushes him up because he's not really a dynamic runner. You know what I mean? He's efficient. He always gets the most out of his runs. He hits a hole hard and he shows good balance, but. You know, he's just a, he's just nothing fancy, just an efficient runner. He gained fifty four percent of his yards after contact, too. So well, he's, he
1: reminds he, me of like I mean, he's in that group um of those second round running backs. Like you have uh Cobb, you have Jay Ajayi, David uh, Johnson David Johnson, Buck Allen. Right. They're they're all they're they're all there on their opportunity backs. Pick your poison. Right, exactly. Um kind of like in the same instance. I remember like last year. You had, uh, you had Jeremy Hill. You had uh, Trey Mason. You had uh, who? Who are some of the other guys that were like second round, the second round? James backs. White. James White. Like exactly. Like you, you're, you're picking guys based on opportunity and one hit. You know, uh, yeah. Jeremy Hill hit. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> saw that coming. You did, yeah, absolutely. Um, so one of these backs probably will hit. Yeah, oh, and, yeah, for you know sure. I mean? One of them but, will for
0: sure yeah, one of them will for sure be good. It could be and there's really good uh buzz coming out about Carlos Williams right now. Uh Cameron Aris Payne's got getting any buzz, but still opportunity there is right, he's an opportunity, opp- he, right. He's absolutely. something I like just because of opportunity as well. Uh right. so but let's start at the top since we're gonna okay. cover, you know, rookie redrafts here. We is is Melvin uh Todd Gurley, obviously you had the first pick in the draft. You took Doc Gurley. You still feel comfortable with that? I still feel very comfortable with Todd Gurley as the number one I overall did. pick I'll as t- well.
1: I'll tell you what. Uh, I needed running backs. Um, who doesn't need a running back, right? Only I traded my first round pick for two thousand and sixteen. That's why I. And one of the reasons why I had three first round picks. I, I made a lot of moves. Uh, I almost took Melvin Gordon, only because since I traded away that first round pick, I was like, uh, I, I better win. I better not have like. The first uh, pick in the draft, right, again. Because yeah. now I'd feel like a fool that I traded it away, and somebody else gets Ezekiel Elliott. Exactly. So I was like, God, Do I just take like the instant gratification? I'm like, No, nah, I can't do it, man. I gotta stick with Gurley. I thought about it. I didn't. I I'm, I'm
0: sure. I'm sure most people do, and I've seen multiple drafts where that has happened. And just and just remember, guys, next year you got Dan Connor, Ezekiel Elliott, and Derek Henry. The name of three guys. Connor. James Conner, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm thinking of Dan Conner from Terminator. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, three dynamic running backs. It, you know, you still got Laquan Treadwell. Uh, there's been good rookies next year to come along with some good quarterbacks as oh, well Oh, There's always good rookies. Right. Um, yeah, but Todd Gurley, guys, I mean, remember, I know he's hurt, uh, but if you are thinking like that about flip flop, and remember, you're talking about a running back that gained 61.9% of his rushing yards after contact. He does everything well. He catches the ball really well. He has quick feet, great hands. And he's just a dynamic runner, you know, and he doesn't fumble the ball. He fumbled the ball three times out of
1: 510 carries. I mean, Ty, Ty Gurley, one of those guys, just I first time I saw him play at Georgia. I like, think this dude's going to be good, man. I just for, knew it. Love at first sight. Love at first That's sight. That's what it is, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, it was. And I mean, you, I can, you can't uh, deny love. No, I mean, I and I when feel, you know it, you know it. Well, I've, and I feel like when i <laughs> I feel like when I've had that, that feeling about other players, it's they've it's worked out. Whether or not I get the player or not, you know, like I, I just I feel pretty confident in time. So
0: your them. love has been true. It's been, it's guided you
1: the right way. I feel like it's nailed some pretty good guys. Love so is <laughs> love is love has got you to nail a couple good guys. Right, absolutely. And that's what we're
0: looking. That's that's one that's what I like to hear. You know yep. what I mean? As long as you I get know. the nail right. from the love, is well worth it. Right, but love I mean, is unconditional. I, I,
1: Sammy Watkins. Well, I mean, it's still to be determined, but he ended up being the first pick in the draft. DeAndre. I don't even need to go over my resume. Yes, but, I hear you. But no, you've it, been it's right. Where, yeah. yeah.
0: And, and that's right. And that's what's good. That makes what you feel good about guys that you love when it does. pay you know, because there's certain guys
1: that you just like know are going to be really good. Right. Know? Right from the get go. Like, I don't. You know, when, in, in seeing Gurley two years ago, how the heck do I know he's going to be the first a uh, first overall pick in Dynasty? But I was like, oh, this guy's going to be—he's definitely going to be good.
0: Yeah, I mean, same thing about Sammy Watkins. We knew from his freshman year, like, this guy's going to be a top— I mean, right. You and I were talking for two years, like, man, we can't wait for Sammy going right. to Dynasty. Oh, right. my goodness. Um, so, number two—number yeah. two guy, uh, still Cooper for you? Yeah. Me, too. Yeah. Another guy that I really like a lot. A lot. Like— to me, he's somebody that I think there's no way he's going to be bad. Like, there's no way he's going to be a guy that you're not going to start in your lineup for the next seven, eight years.
1: Right. I think he's for sure going to be, he's going to be solid. I think he's going to be awesome. I really do. I think he's good. Like, Phenomenal. I just think, like, his floor is, is really, like, his floor is really high like he's not going to be bad
0: I think his floor is like low and wide receiver too right which is great which is phenomenal I I mean this guy's route running is just unreal you know what I mean they're so crisp everything he does is is really it's just really he's Alabama's all-time leader in reception
1: yards and touchdowns that says a lot I I hate I hate the this comparison but it's only like a situational comparison I, I hate comparing guys that went to the same school However, mm-hmm. I felt the same way about Julio Jones. I was just like, there's just no way this guy is going to be bad. Like when he was coming out versus AJ Green, uh-huh. I would have rather taken Julio Jones to me because that, that before. Yeah, because yeah. it, it seemed like a more safe pick. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I know Julio Jones is going to be good. Will he be better than AJ Green? You know, whatever. And it, and we've discussed and we, that in a podcast right, I before.
0: I, I felt the exact opposite. I felt like AJ Green's for sure going to be good.
1: Right. And I just feel the same way about Amari Cooper. Like, he is going to be good no matter what no matter I'll, what y- right like Albeit his injury. bad is still going to be good
0: yeah his bad is michael jackson bad
1: right yeah
0: phenomenal exactly so Mari cooper to clear cut number 2 for both of us yeah. uh so number 3 melvin gordon you got him there too yep yep me yeah. too still big melvin gordon fan really really like him might uh might be not on the field this year for three downs. You know, he might be, you know, it's going to be probably a lot more Danny Woodhead. If you're a Danny Woodhead owner, get ready to be, uh, I think, very satisfied with your production this year. But Gordon's just a playmaker. He's like a Jamal Charles kind of esque kind of player, big time play, play producer, um, going to a good offense, has good talent around him. Again, just somebody I traded up for in our Dynasty Nerds League, and I'm ecstatic about
1: him. Yeah, I'm like out of. Between him and Gurley, I'm more excited to see Melvin Gordon play. Only because I just want to see how his ridiculous stats that we've covered a million ridiculous. times in college. I just want to see what he actually does in the pros. Like, I'm just so interested to see. Like me too.
0: I, I can't wait to see him put on the lightning bolt and get out there. I mean, this is a guy that averaged 7.6 yards per carry his last two years at Wisconsin. He had 40 runs of 15 yards or more in 2014
1: alone. I just remember just from doing, you know, from the year last year and this year doing the podcast, I remember last year saying like, oh, if you want to be amazed, look at Devontae Adams' stats from college. They're mind-blowing. I mean, the same way this year with Melvin Gordon. You just want to just blow your mind real quick. Just look up his stats in college. It's they're disgusting. Ri- they're ridiculous. I So I'm excited to see him play because I'm just interested, like, how good can Melvin Gordon be? And I think he could be a little bit because he's
0: a little bit bigger than Jamal Charles. I think that's the kind of player he can be. You know, and Jamal Charles right now is going some d- leagues, number one in redraft leagues. Um, okay. And he was a case that you could make as the number one overall dynasty player uh, a couple years ago. You know, right. and he's been around for a while. So I'm very excited to see Melvin Gordon yeah. as well. To me, still the clear-cut number three. All
1: right. I'm now, with
0: you. here's where it gets a little murky. It's for me. Mur-
1: yeah, I hear you. It's murky right here.
0: Because as crazy as it may sound, I could see if the situation was right, somebody taken TJ Yeldon over Devontae Parker and Kevin White. Now when I do it, no, i I have Kevin White here still as my number four player. But it's not as it's not as like in June, it was like, okay, we both we both like Devontae Parker a lot, but we, we succeeded and put Kevin White as our number three player
1: in our rankings. Right. I because believe it, that's where you have him? Yes. Okay. It's just it's one of those things that I have the same. Problem with T.J. Yeldon and Amir Abdullah. I like them both like a ton, and I like them both like near equal. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So it's not there. Um, I I just I guess I'm go with Kevin White. Um, but I still think they're I think they're both gonna be really good.
0: Yeah, so. I I agree as well. Um, I again I would trade down just a spot to get Yeldon if I could. But if I had a desperate running back need, like that was my clear cut hole. You know, if I had talent at running back, and say, you know, I picked four. And Gordon and Gurley off the board. I I would not be upset with myself to take Yeldon over those two if I needed a running back. You know to get that instant production again. So I'm not picking high again. Yeah. And uh, I feel okay with that. But I do have Melvin Kevin White is my number th- four player overall. Yeah, me too. Again, it's just and that's unclear upside. You know, what I mean it, that he has one year at WVU, but again, the most wow factor out of anybody's tape you're going to watch is probably Kevin White's. Oh, well, Melvin Gordon, too, but I'm talking about the receivers. It's just right. A lot of times you just watch his highlights and you go, wow, look at that play.
1: I mean, there's, there's a time, and I have justification for it, where I had Winston well, a lot higher, but based off of doing a little foreshadowing and not maybe everybody's not, uh, you know, has or wants to, like, look ahead, but seeing how many quarterbacks are going to be coming out next year it's like, man, there's gonna be a you're gonna be able to get a good quarterback next year. So if you're able to like kind of hold off, get the talent this year. You know, so I sl- I slipped Winston down just a little bit. Based on future value,
0: which we right. which we always recommend. Like, hey man, look ahead. What's what right. what draft is gonna be having next year? So with the fourth pick in our if we did a mock right now, we both would take Kevin White. Yeah. Fifth pick, um, I, again, it depends on need here, but if I'm going on overall talent, I'm taking Devontae Parker.
1: Right. I'm, I'm in the same boat. I can make an argument for Yeldon Winston or, for me, Abdullah. Um, but I just think if we're just strictly going in, in a vacuum, I'm going to put Devontae Parker at number five. And
0: I still love Parker. I mean, you're talking about a guy with an 80-inch wings- wingspan. He's dropped three balls since 2012. He's six foot five amongst all, talent, uh, uh, a group of receivers that are six foot or smaller. Okay, he has a, it's an up and coming offense with uh, Lamar Miller in the backfield, Ryan Tannehill getting better and better, a red zone target. I really like Devontae Parker, and I think I, the touchdowns will be there for him as well.
1: Um, I, hopefully, not to put you on the spot. You know, you have an injury update on him at all? Have you heard anything? I didn't. I unfortunately in this, it just came to me week off one. The top they're of my head hoping to get, get him back by
0: like they're hoping he's there by week one, yeah. but. I'm not really worried about it, you know, because even coming into this year, I wasn't really expecting a lot out of Devontae Parker. I'm not expecting a lot of Kevin White either this year. Those are two guys you're, like, Amari Cooper, I'm expecting immediate return on. You know, I'm he's a plug-and-play guy for me. But if I drafted Devontae Parker or Kevin White, I'd have no, uh, you know, no plan to be starting no on this year. Yeah. So
1: kind of like going back to the more traditional rookie wide receiver where you feel like Amari Cooper has the ability to put up bigger numbers like the the uh, the wide receivers from the year before, Correct. which is the exception, not the rule. Yeah, right.
0: I mean, I think Nelson algolor is going to score more points than Kevin White and Devontae Parker this year. Doesn't mean I'm taking Algalore there, but I think he'll score more points at the receiver position. It wouldn't surprise me if Jalen Strong scored more points than those two this year and comes in and starts right away. And we'll, we'll see.
1: I saw Cecil Shorts is... Is the is starter? The, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, but that's right now, week one of camp or whatever, so...
0: But I'm just saying he's something that like, I guess see him put up close to the same numbers as those guys. You know what I mean? Right. Again, I see Al galore putting in, I know Al galore got some reps with the ones. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah still love Devante Parker there. So he's our he comes off the board at number five. Number six here, uh, who are you taking at six? I got
1: Winston six. You got Winston I six? I mean, there's like it at some point it's like I, I just I like those other guys a lot. And gosh, I even like Yeldon and, and Abdullah. Um like okay, after you stop at Melvin Gordon, so you have White, Parker, Winston, Yeldon, and Abdullah. Just like really, I can make an argument depending on your team makeup and you know things of that nature. And looking forward to the draft next year, but based off of how we're going straight on, just making our our rookie list. Yeah, I got uh, I got Winston right here. Eventually, like I just I can't keep pushing him back you know what i mean for and mike me.
0: evans is a huge factor
1: in it and
0: right. you got talent alone but you got mike evans a factor in it as well Absolutely. i wouldn't yell at you for taking winston here i wouldn't do it but i wouldn't be mad about it definitely if you're going off talent alone i can see it i'm just too much of a yeldon fan here yeah um and probably you know him and it'd be him and Abdullah who'd be neck and neck for me yeah uh Personally, there and then Nelson Aguilar as well, but I'm not I'm not mad with the pick. I can see I can see uh Winston going there. I know I have Winston right now as my ninth overall rookie. Okay, uh just again, and that's more of just out of the quarterback position alone. Not, nothing against Winston, you know. what I mean, it's just on right. supply and demand. Yeah, is where that lies for me. um And you're going on overall talent, which I which I appreciate. And I and again, I'm I'm just as big as Winston fan as you are. Yeah, and I love him with Mike Evans. I saw a highlight today of him throwing a touchdown into the back corner of Mike Evans. I'm like, you're gonna see. A Look lot good. Of oh, it looks so good. Yeah. Mike Evans is so good. Oh, I mean, yeah, absolutely. He's so good. I mean, he's, I could see Mike Evans in two years being the number one overall dynasty pick. Yeah. I, I mean, I could see that. You know what I mean? I could, I could envision that right now, and I think Winston's a factor in that as well. Um,
1: but we'll yeah. we will go ahead and let you take Winston here. I mean, every rookie quarterback, there's going to be growing pains. You know what I mean? Like, the quarterbacks are, aren't like running backs that no. come in and instantly produce. So, yeah, there might be some growing pains, and you definitely, certainly do not think you don't. I mean, unless you're in the worst-case scenario, you don't plan on starting Winston day one. Anyways, this is a long-term investment. Um, That's why I said there is a lot of quarterbacks coming out next year that if, for example, you're not totally sold on Winston like I personally am, that maybe that's where you go like Rich and you take a a running back instead because you're not sold on Winston knowing, well, farewell that you can get one of six QBs. It's, it's going to be a deep class next year, yeah. Potentially six quarterbacks could go in the NFL first round next year.
0: And I'd feel much more comfortable taking Winston ahead of all those guys. I, 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 stands now. I, mean, I like Cardale Jones with the most upside. Like, if you're telling me right now who's going to be the number one dynasty QB next year, it's going to be Cardale Jones um, with the upside. Because even, like, even it's going to be a deep class, definitely with high picks going to the NFL draft. But there's a lot of question marks about those guys. Connor Cook, you know. He has a lot of question marks. You over, know, against right. elite, better talent, right. he does. You know, he doesn't do as well. Uh, Hackenberg is a great college quarterback, but there's a lot of question marks about right. him there's as well.
1: The, right. So, as many as six can go, they might not. It might. They might play themselves out of that. Um, you know, out of that position. Uh, for me, like you just said, like I like Winston over all those guys. And- me too. I just wanted to make sure I got the guy I like. Now, if you're not sold on Winston, but you do need a quarterback, you certainly can wait one more year because there might be somebody else.
0: Or to the second round. If you have a high, obviously, if you're picking here, you have a higher second round pick. Maybe we try and move up to move, get grab Mariota, who has really good reviews coming out of Tennessee right now.
1: Right. Which I wasn't super high on, but based off of the early returns, it sounds like he's doing pretty well. He he's picking up any, pretty well. Yeah. He hasn't thrown any interceptions or heading up through this podcast. Irrelevant possibly. to me. They right. have a terrible secondary. <laughs> What's it it's we'll still, say more about Mariota the good. defense? Yeah, but right. yeah,
0: still, I agree. I still agree. Uh, it's still pretty good as there. And remember, a, a dynasty QB. Remember, guys, in dynasty, I've had Drew Brees on my team for about twelve years. Okay, All right, So it's glorious. You, yeah.
1: So if you get one, you don't have to worry about it. Just finding one.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you're on Andrew Luck right now. Every rookie draft, you don't even have to worry about drafting. You just, I right. mean, when they come to you the second round, you could take them, which, uh, was, which was what I've done. That's how I landed Ryan Tannehill uh, in my dynasty drafts. You let those quarterbacks come to you. You never have to reach for a quarterback for 10 years. Right. That puts you in a position, when you have a franchise quarterback like that, that puts you in a position to build your team elsewhere, you can take running backs, receivers, and tight ends because you don't have to reach for that quarterback. You don't have to take that gamble on a quarterback. You don't have to pass on a T.J. Yeldon or Nelson Aguilar or Amir Abdullah for Jameis Winston. doesn't exactly. say anything against Jameis Winston, but when you have that guy, it lets you grab the better player because somebody else is going to have to take Jameis Winston because right. he is a first-round talent. Right. And he's going to go the first round of just about every single Dynasty rookie draft. But it puts you in a position not to have to take them, and that's a nice position to be in,
1: right? And and, and major and every time we always encourage best player available. However, everybody's team makeup up slightly different, and there is always those tiers of players. So, hey, if you can pass on, if you can just kind of cross off Winston from your list, that can help you narrow down. When it's
0: close enough for, like, a T.J. Yeldon and Winston. Yeah, you can
1: actually—definitely the quarterback makes it the easiest to
0: skip. Absolutely. The fluidity of running back never makes you want to pass on a running back. No, you never pass
1: on a running back.
0: But you're always passing on uh, if you have a quarterback for, you know, if you have Andrew Luck. And and remember, the guys that win championships, if you look back through your years and redraft and dynasty— most of them have a pretty good quarterback on their roster. Yeah. And remember, their value drops unless you're in a 2QB league just because, again, want and demand. But they are the number one top-scoring fantasy players out there. So having an elite quarterback gives you another huge edge that you really want to have on your roster. So if if Jameis Winston ends up being a top-three fantasy quarterback, well, that's pretty good for you. Right. Um, So going on here next after that, um, I would take Yeldon. I come away very happy with Yeldon. Again, this is a guy that's only running back that scored a thousand yards in his first three seasons in Alabama. He's a true three-down back. They're they're advertising him in Jacksonville, an up-and-coming offense, as a three-down running back. And right now in
1: today's NFL, that's a really hard thing to get. So your sixth overall is is Yeldon. Correct. Okay, and mine is Winston. Yeah. So that's but fair. my seventh is. Is T.J. Yeldon? Yeah, so we're right so, here. So like again, right. if
0: you picked ahead of me, you took Winston. I'm I'm jumping up and down. I'm like, yes, I'm getting Yeldon here at seven. Right. I'm really happy. He's my six overall guy. Uh, again, a three down back. You know, again, Yeldon's just one of those guys. Even if he's not great in the NFL, they're going to ride him, and he's well, going to be a three gonna down the,
1: back. He's going to have the opportunity.
0: He's going to be he's going to be a high end running back too, just on opportunity and production alone. Right. He, the carries are going to get there. This is a guy that's, uh, that's going to get 250 plus carries. Right. You know, again, they still got to work with Blake Bortles. They still have a really young offense, so they're going to have to run the ball, and Yeldon's going to be the one taking advantage here. Um, he catches the ball well, so he can he can go out and catch a lot of screens. I, I wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me if this guy comes away with 40 catches this year, uh, 1,100 yards, 400 yards receiving. It's, he's going to put up good numbers. I think Yeldon has a very good chance to finish this year as a low end running back one, high end running back two, R- immediate. So you're getting immediate production right here in the middle of the round. And if you're in the middle of the round, you're trying to get over a hump. And this is a guy that's going to help you get over the hump because if you're in the middle of rounds, most time you know most of the time you're going to need running back help. We all need running back help in Dynasty. Who doesn't? In Dynasty, ever in redraft you do. So in Dynasty, right. it's even worse. Right. You see, so Absolutely. many people starting running backs too. Uh, next off the board, who would you go with here? Would you go uh, Abdullah or would For you go me, uh, not,
1: not even close, Amir Abdullah. Okay. I mean, I guess yeah, a it's a, a more uh, premium position. Uh, you know, we we just said yeah. you always need a running back. Amir Abdul just so happens to be for like, say for example, it was Tevin Coleman. Uh, I I, I would, I would rather have, uh, Nelson Aguilar, but, um, in this situation, I just, I really like Amir Abdul. I think we've stated this a million times over the podcast, my love for Abdullah and like Jameis Winston. Um, I, to me, that's, that's who I'm taking it's there. So, and honestly, if you ask me tomorrow, I might like Amir Abdullah over TJ Yeldon. It just, it depends.
0: I'd I, I listen to that argument as well. Abdullah's just, cr- rave reviews come out of Detroit. He's playing in a dome on a nice, really good young off- offense there as well. Well, Calvin's not young, but a really good offense, to say the less, the least. And Amir Abdullah, now, I obviously, I had a seventh pick, and I could have taken Amir Abdullah. And when I was on the clock, I was sitting there literally debating Amir Abdullah or Nelson Algalor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what it came down for me was I had the 12th pick as well. Maybe my pick would have been different if I didn't have 12 and seven. I was like, you know what? I'm for sure going to be able to get like Duke Johnson or Tevin Coleman there at 12. Like for sure. One of those guys will be there, but I'm not going to be able to get a receiver in the same level for me that I have Algalor. Cause after Algalor, there, there's a lot more risk. I feel like he's a little bit more for sure than Doriel Green Beckham uh, Bashad Perriman, you know, those guys. So I felt comfortable with taking Algalore there and then taking Duke Johnson as a PPR back. And that's a, that's the running back I was targeting and just happened to slip to me.
1: I feel like, uh, similar to what you just said, I feel like after those, both those players, Aguilar and, um, uh, Abdullah, at their position, there's a drop off. There's that next tier. Like you cross that, once you cross that line now, it's like, all right, these guys might be the guys that don't pan out. Definitely.
0: I mean, I think all these guys we're talking, I, again, I think there's, there's a tier of Melvin Gordon, Amari Cooper, Todd Gurley. Absolutely. And that's tier one. Yeah. Tier two, Kevin White, mm-hmm. Devontae Parker, yeah. Jameis Winston, Amir Abdullah, TJ
1: Yeldon, and Al Gore. Right. Absolutely. You're, so you have the same exact tiers. Ab, oh, I think based off of how we've been going through this draft, you know, like recapping the rookie. all our top eight picks are exactly nearly identical. Mm-hmm. And we all we each do our own ho- homework. We each do you know, we're not uh you know, we're not we try, I mean we're not necessarily we're not trying to have the same exact picks, but we do. So yeah. to me it seems like hey, it's pretty solid. These are hey, the man, great minds think alike. Right, absolutely. So.
0: And what I love about Abdullah is, you know, he's the first of all, he's the best talented run he's the most talented running back on the roster. Bell Bell's coming off a lot of injuries, beat up, about to be thirty. His time there is done. Um, Abdullah is going to be the starter there, but very, very. I, I, again, I think he starts the season as a starter, and this is a guy that hasn't dropped the ball in two years. That's how good his hands are. For a PPR league, he hasn't dropped a pass in two years. Love Abdullah. Right. Yeah, I think Love he's just him.
1: a complete, you know, complete back. Like I like those type of backs, especially in be in the PPR format. He's just gonna, he's going to be a monster. They're the backs that help you out. I mean,
0: again, Marshawn Lynch's and guys guys like that that don't catch a ton of balls. They help you out as well. But yeah, these PPR backs they're, they're going to be way more consistent and give you way more points on a consistent basis catching balls on the
1: backfield. And they're on the field, you know, because they're a weapon so many different ways.
0: Yeah, I mean, five five catches for five fifty yards, boom, double digit game. Absolutely, right there, and even really do much in the stat you know the stat section there. So I like the mirror dual pick uh there. Obviously, I took Nelson Algalore there, but to me it is kind of a coin flip more kind of I need. I I'd, I'd, I'd be okay with taking whoever I kind of needed at the position there. Uh so I feel good about that. Next pick I would obviously you would too take Nelson Algalore. This go, to me it goes back to Chip Kelly's offense. It goes back to Jeremy M- Macklin finishing the year as an, a wide receiver one last year. Who would have thought? And I think that's going to be either Jordan Matthews or Nelson Algalore. And for me If I can get a wide receiver one overall in fantasy here in the first round, I'm coming away extremely, extremely happy.
1: uh, Already playing with the one, so he was impressive in college, and in like we said, that's where the tier stops. I'm pretty confident that he's going to be, he's going to be productive. So that
0: was that puts us at about our our,
1: eight players. No, nine, nine. Our nine, our top nine players are all exactly the same. A couple of them flip flopped, you know one one way or another, you know what I mean? Yeah. However, our top nine players are exactly the same. So, so. if
0: you have a first round pick, then you for, if you want our advice is, you know, or if you haven't done, if you haven't had your rookie draft is, if you have pick nine, if you have pick ten, try and trade up into the top eight, at least to number eight, you know what I mean? You don't have to reach up into try and get number five or six, but try and get that top eight, because that's where our, our second tier goes off. So here's a question for you, Mike. Mm-hmm. We're out of our second tier, we're ending tier three here. Who's the first player out of tier three out of these guys that we have left left that you're taking? I'm gonna
1: take Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman, and I think just because it's the running back, you're always chasing the back. Yeah. Um, I mean he fit he fits the system well. He's a, he's the opposite of Devontae Freeman. He's a north south runner. Completely. I, yeah. Exactly. They're complete opposite. I I just I I think it's it's based on position. You know what I mean? Because then you have for me, my the next group is, you know, you have Coleman, Perryman, uh, Green Beckham. You know, maybe Strong and Duke Johnson. You know, like the next grouping for me. And see, know? I
0: like, and I and I did it in the draft. I have Duke Johnson ahead of Tevin Coleman personally. Okay. Um, again, it goes back to the PPR kind of aspect of it. I think the Browns are going to use him kind of all over the field. They'll even line him out, and I know they want to run more screens in this offense this year. So. They still have Devontae Freeman here, and I think they're going to use Freeman in Atlanta. I, I, I really do. The, the Browns' running back is in a flux right now. Um, I know there's reports coming out this week if Todd Gurley or Melvin Gordon would have been there uh, in the right situations with the right picks, they would have taken one of those guys. Uh, Melvin, I don't think the Browns like Terrence West. They don't like Terrence West. No, I don't he has, like he has Terrence. a piss-poor attitude. I don't like Terrence Isaiah West. Isaiah Carell has fumbling issues, and he just hasn't really stepped up to the plate with what they liked this year. Remember he was an undrafted free agent, so they don't they don't have a lot committed to Isaiah Carell as well. Um they did take uh Duke Johnson in the third round, which in today's day and age, that's a pretty high pick on a running back.
1: Oh, absolutely. So um, I just I guess like for me, it, you know, I do like Duke Johnson. I'm curious if his game will translate to the you know, how well his game will translate to the NFL. Uh, I just, I just wish he we would have went somewhere else besides the Browns. And I mean, I love the Browns.
0: I like the situation. Great Personally, offensive line.
1: I'm happy because I get to watch Duke Johnson for a while. You know what I mean? I like. But fantasy wise, I, I don't know. You know they won the, the
0: top offensive lines in the NFL. I like them there. Do. You go, you go, Tevin Coleman. He fits Kyle Shanahan's scheme. What he likes, what he likes the one cut runner that gets upfield. They'll still use Devontae Freeman there. I like the upside of Tevin Coleman. I think fantasy-wise, the safer pick there is Duke Johnson is where I'd lead running back. But actually, what I would go uh-huh. here is I'd go Dorio Green-Beckham. Hmm. I'd move him up my ranks a little bit. I know he got peppered in with some first-team reps today. Yeah, uh, I did see that. So, Which is encouraging. And, and remember, if Doriel Green-Beckham didn't have the off-field issues, if he played— I mean, this guy is stealing is through the roof. I mean, he's like a Brandon Marshall kind of player. You know what I mean? He's a wide receiver one kind of potential. And the best news about Doriel Green Beckham, what really encourages me to move him up here as well, is the good news coming out of Mariota, you know, a better quarterback. And, you know, he's making Kendall Wright look better. Uh, Justin Hunter hasn't really thrown together here as well. Doriel Green Beckham to me is like a red zone machine. I think if the quarterback, they can get good quarterback play and kind of start building that offense. I think down the road, Dorial Green Beckham's a great investment. If I'm gonna gamble here in tier three and I'm gonna take a gamble, I'm gonna gamble on a guy who I think has the highest ceiling out of the whole entire group. And to me, that's Doriel Green Beckham. Um so okay. if, if I don't if I don't need a running back here, which I wouldn't argue against Duke Johnson or Tevin Coleman, if you again, if you took one of those guys where they're again, in this tier three, these top end guys here are kind of all close enough to me. It's kind of pick your poison. So I'm taking Doriel Green Beckham. But I like your I mean again, your Tevin Coleman pick isn't to me, so it's not a far reach,
1: right? So I have Tevin Coleman at at ten on out, you know, in that next group, and then at eleven I got uh, Brashad Perryman at, ahead of Doriel Green Beckham because I have uh, Green Beckham at twelve, rounding out. Okay. Um, like you know, a fake first round for me. I I just like Perryman based on uh, over Green Beckham based off the situation. He's playing with Joe Flacco. There's really no other competition there at wide receiver, and. Uh, someone, Steve Smith is retiring. Steve Smith's retiring. It's just, it's a good opportunity with a, a Class A organization. Uh, he was drafted high. Uh, it's just, it, he's got the makings of of being the ne- the heir apparent. There, you know the the next number one wide receiver. Yeah. It, so. it,
0: his biggest question is his hands, right? Uh, I think a lot of that had to do with some of the quarterback play there at UCF. I mean, he had one the quarter was one of the worst quarterbacks in college football last yep. year. And again, if you took Paramin over 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 DGB, to me it's like okay, you know that's that makes perfect sense. I'm not I'm not I'm not lighting a fire under you and you know nailing you to the torch. But again, it, to me I I'm looking stealing here. They're both risk in my eyes. You know they're neither yeah, for sure things. So I'm Dorial Green well, I think back at home. this
1: point there's risk on everyone. You know so, um, but I just like Joe Flacco more than I like Marcus Mariota.
0: So we went we went Tevin Coleman DGB
1: and then Perriman. Right. So that rounds out the top 12.
0: Okay. So the first pick in the ne- in the next round here would be Duke Johnson. Um f- f- for me, for me, who would you take? I well, mean, let, I let's mean, get probably, the, let's probably get the, let's get the second round here. Let's cr- scroll through here pretty quickly.
1: Okay. I, I think based off I think I would go Duke Johnson too. Here. Okay. So we're both I have it Duke on Johnson. the site and this is I had Jalen Strong, but I think I would I would flip-flop. Okay. Now, looking at I mean, it's been a month or so since I've updated my rankings. I feel like it's my pick here. I would take Duke Johnson take over, yeah, over Jalen Strong, but I would take Jalen Strong immediately after.
0: I Duke agree. I'd take Jalen Strong as well. Uh, Houston's really happy with his route running ability. This is a guy that has good hands, a solid wide receiver, too, for an NFL team. You know what I mean? Again, he's lined up ag- across DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins is going to be the star in Houston for a very long time. One of those players that I think is going to be a really good wide receiver three you know with low end wide receiver two kind of upside if they get better quarterback play in the future right but like a solid wide receiver three right you know those kind of guys that you need for your lineup right yeah. that you can count on a weekly basis that runs good routes catches balls going to put up you know probably double digit points close to on a weekly basis not you know high high single digit digit points there okay so I'm happy with Jalen Strong. I come away with them very happy. Right.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I think like just based off, I I would have to flip flop mine on the on the site.
0: Um, next here, you know, if you went Jalen Strong, I'd go Max Williams.
1: Okay, I would go Mariota. That's how I had it, and I think I would still go that way. Still go that way, but feel more confident now. Just hearing positive reports um, from the Titans. You know, like I was very curious. I was not sure what to expect with Mariota, but now hearing that that he's playing well, that, 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 would, that cements it for me. I think there's a good spot for him.
0: If I had any kind of need whatsoever at quarterback, just even a backup, like if I had, let's say, like this one league I'm in right now, and I had Jim, I, Matt Stafford as my starter and Blake Bortle as my backup, I would take Mario to here without without a without hesitation. Yeah. And, I'd, and I'd be happy with it. But in the meantime, I'm taking Max Williams just because I love the system he's in. Again, like you said,
1: He's like the Ravens 2.0, the next generation of their offense. You know what I mean? Because with all the, you know, with Steve Smith, well, Torrey Smith's gone. Steve Smith is is retiring next year. They need so receiving. They options. need they need receiving. Same options case made for Perriman, You can make for Max Williams exactly. And uh, Max Williams, my next guy after Mariota. And so. they and
0: they love to use a tight end in the red zone there as well. So and to me, that right there closes out the tier three for me.
1: Yes. And I, I know. I, fully I know.
0: Agree. Everybody's. I'm, I'm sure. Good tweets. How do you have Philip Dorsett in tier three? I just don't. I just. I just don't. Um right, and, me neither. their signs are ready. They're talking about having, uh, especially if T Y Hilton re-sign, possibly resigning there. T
1: Y Hilton resigns there. I mean, he's the guy. He's proven. I. I mean, I. I you know. I still like Dante Moncrief. R- yeah. So. Yeah.
0: So after. So after we close out that tier right here, we get down in here. Who who you taking? Who you taking after? You took Mariota. I took Max Williams. Who are you taking next year? This is now this is even murkier water. So people are gonna to want to know, like, okay, guys, those are all clear cut. You guys aren't geniuses. We'd all take the same guys. Most people take Dorsett in the first round, which we saw in both our rookie drafts this weekend. He went in the first round of mine. And mine as well. Yeah. Same he, pick, number nine, I think. Right around nine, there. Yeah. Same as mine as well. Yep. So who are you taking here? I mean after I, David I mean, I mean not David Cobb, but who are you taking after I take Max Williams? You're on the clock, Mike.
1: I'm on the clock. I'm the only one in the whole world that would do this. I'm reaching like a son of a gun, but I'm taking Clive Walford. I knew you were going to say it. I'm I'm the, like cuz I've looked at so many Dynasty rookie rankings. I'm the such like I have him overranked obviously, but I just I'm but overranked in a way that I'm I'm still not dropping him back at all. Like I like him there. I think he's going to be good. I going to start with with Carr and Amari Cooper. It's just like I think that they might offensively like be building building something good with at their skill positions. Um, and I, there's plenty of guys, plenty of times where, and I think I give fair assessment on the Hurricanes players because I'm not, you know, in love with Duke Johnson necessarily, and I'm not in love with Philip Dorsett necessarily. Uh, but I seeing Clive Walford play. Every snap of his college career, I'm convinced that he can his game will translate to the NFL. Okay, will he be a top five tight end? No, but I think he'll be. He's a clear
0: cut number two tight end right. uh, to me. Um, we were, right. Absolutely. And since we're not going to cover any other tight ends right here, a name to wash that I had to move up my rankings uh, pretty significantly. Remember, Nicole Pruitt. Yes. Uh, Minnesota, a guy that Norb Turner stood up for in the draft that he really wanted. Looked great. And that and versus Steelers. Yep, Looked really good. Scored. I think Rudolph's gonna have a really good year this year, but I think Pruitt's gonna look play as well. He's a nice sneak grab. if like you need a tight end, you miss out on Walford and Max Williams. He's something you can get in a fourth round of your rookie draft that I highly recommend taking here. Absolutely. Um, I would take Philip Dorsett here. Uh, okay. over Clive Walford. Just yeah, again. That's fine. First round pick, playing with the Colts. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a huge believer, but to me here, we're in the middle of the first, second round, late round. I don't really love anybody here. I'm not hearing great things about David Cobb, Jay
1: Jai, David Johnson. No, none so, of those. Nothing good about any of them.
0: Nothing guys, good about any. I mean, there's Damian Williams talk over starting over Jay Jai, which is crazy in some eyes. Like how much he slipped. He's he's the guy that slipped the most since if yeah. you go back to like March, right? Um, February 100%. down to Raikins because yeah. he at one time was a number three overall dynasty running back. Yeah, but that's how I remember Isaiah Correll. He slipped drastically as well, and it kind of came around for him pretty well. Well, I have I have Philip
1: Dorsett a lot lower, however, based off of, you know, the things that have come out in the last month, David Cobb can't block, and, you know, things, and Jay you know, slipping in the depth charts. I would move Philip Dorsett up to my next pick. Me too. Pick. Um, I just... You know, to me, he's just like, I don't want to say a one-trick pony, but he's he's a big play wide receiver, and that's all I really see him as. I think, you know, he's definitely going to be times where he has, like, really good games based off of two or three catches, or there's going to be games that, especially if you have T.Y. Hilton and Dante Moncrief and Andre Johnson, okay, Andre Johnson probably isn't a long-term play, but. Where, where Philip Dorsett might not st- show up on the stat sheet.
0: Yeah, I think that Philip Dorsett's going to help the Colts more than he's going to help your fantasy
1: team. Absolutely. And he's where totally
0: well, he's going to be a good NFL player, but he's not going to be somebody you probably want to start on a weekly basis just because he's going to be hit and miss. You know what I mean? If they sign T.Y. Hill into the big contract, he's a proven player. He's going to get the targets. And yeah. Moncrief's a bigger, fast receiver as well. Remember, mine, Tom, Dante Moncrief is extremely fast and he's bigger. Yeah. So. Again, it's not like we're down on Philip Dorsett. Like he's oh, he's just some bad player. It, fantasy wise, I just don't see it translating right now. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I agree. But I'm willing to gamble here. You know, the next couple picks here, you can you can sprinkle in Buck Allen, David Cobb, J.J. Jay Jay, David Johnson. Who you like? I mean, I'm gonna throw Devin Funches in there yeah, as well. Fun, on opportunity. Funchess would
1: be my next guy, and then those running backs. Then
0: those I I'll live with that. As big as I I've been down as Funchess as anybody, but on opportunity size and ability here. I'm going to take him next, Um, Then I'm going to throw in guys like Chris Connolly, Cameron Artis Payne, you know, Devin Smith, Tyler Lockett, you know, guys along those times. Again, it gets real weak here. Yeah. I'm not happy with the
1: late second round pick, early third round pick. Based off those guys you just said, though, I like that slew of running backs, just not one maybe necessarily in particular, but based off of opportunity, like I would probably, you know, like a Buck Allen or something going, you know, can okay, we put you on the
0: spot for these guys right here? Right okay. now. we're
1: going to allow these questions. Okay. All right. Rank these guys
0: for me. Mm. Cameron artist, Payne, okay. Buck Allen, David Johnson, David
1: Cobb, too Jay many. Jai. No, you're scramble, too many. Scramble in my brain. Okay. Uh, I think I like Buck Allen. Number one. Okay. Um, who was Who else was Jai, it? Jai. No. Cobb. No.
0: David Johnson, Cameron Artist Payne.
1: Man, I don't know. I'm feeling like just based on opportunity, Artist Payne.
0: You know what? And here's what I gotta say. Again, out of long-term dynasty play, it's the guy that like Cameron Artis Payne that turns out to be the best one of the group. You wanna know why? Because nobody's talking about him.
1: Right. Uh, you know
0: situations there. The coach talked him up early in the year, saying that he he thinks he could be a three-down player. I'd like to gamble. If I had to gamble on one here, I'd like to gamble on Cameron Art's pain. Right. I'd probably take
1: a Jai personally. Okay. You know... I mean, originally, I'd have David Cobb there, but, like, just... Me, too. Ba- based off... And this is originally, but now, based off of what we've been hearing recently, it's just discouraging to hear that he's having troubles with What the have you done butt. for me lately? Right. You know, so... um and, and unfortunately, that's just the way the NFL is. It's fluid, man. You know, it's a fluid situation. You have to go with what you what you're hearing. I mean, definitely great. a running back. I mean, right.
0: th- why not go with the hot hand and running back? You know right. what I mean? I mean, but that's
1: how you do it. And that's how it goes. I wish I had a Cameron Artis Payne share in some of my leagues. I,
0: I I see him being not great, but somebody like he, somebody that you'll be happy you have on your team. because I, I think I could think he'll be a player that you can start random times of the year because he'll get like opportunities where. Maybe he's never a starter, which he has the opportunity to be a starter. Definitely as a running back, but I think he'll be more of a like, okay, he's gonna, you know, Chase Du gets banged up, you, you'll be able to start him for a game, uh, and in the future you'll be able to start him for a couple of games. And it, out of these guys here, that's what I'm kind of looking for. You know, that right. to me that's like to see, like, who can I start for a couple of games? Who might help me here in, you know, December when I'm in the playoffs as a plug and play?
1: I mean, just based off of the information that's come out in the last like, you know, a week or two, you know, after Artist Pain too, is is Jeremy Langford that I. I would just rather just take a chance on than, uh, you know, the David Cobbs and Jay Jayes right now for me, just based off of what I've, what I've been, you know, following up on doing, you know, some of the homework. Carlos Williams has
0: good buzz coming out of uh, Buffalo about him as well. Yeah. Um. So that's a nice, well, that's it. That's our rookie recap of where yeah. we stand now. Uh. I know we've, we've, you know, we had a lot of talk about him early in the year. So why not as you know, the preseason's upon us, football is back. Why not go back a little bit and kind of recap these guys? So if you, had a, if you haven't had your rookie draft yet, then hopefully that helped you. If you did, you know, it's nice to kind of reflect on where we, where we stand on them Yeah, as well. because
1: I, we had our draft, our dynasty nurse draft in, like, beginning of June. First week of it, June. And things have changed, and it's nice to kind of just see back, you know, oh, God, what should I have done based off of today's information? Uh-huh. You and we'll know? look back so,
0: again uh, next year. I know right. our favorite things to do as well is, like, you know, when you go back to the end of the year, before next year's draft, we'll we'll talk about these rookies again. Like, oh man, look at look at the surprise! Look who look who did well. What could we do again here? Um, but in and the we'll, meantime, and
1: we'll just try to focus on the guys we got we got right. Yeah, for yeah, sure, absolutely. You know, I always loved Jeremy Hill, right? Right, absolutely. I'm, That's <laughs>
0: the best. Like, hey, they'll, they'll be calling you back. I'm like, hey, didn't you really really like Monty Ball? But like,
1: what, 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 what? What, no, 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 come on,
0: man. And people were, and during our rookie, it was the league I traded Le'Veon Bell for Monty Ball. And a guy took Jesse James at the tight end, and I was like, "He's terrible." The, in the third round, yeah. yeah, he's terrible. He's like, he looked at me. He's like, "Didn't you trade Monty Ball for Le'Veon Bell straight oh, up?" Yeah, and I'm like, got shut, shut I'm like, yeah, yeah, I did." I was like, "Does it?" Like, still not change the fact that Jesse James is terrible." I was <laughs> like, "You can throw it in my face as much as you want." And I was like, "I talk about it in the podcast. It's like you only talk about that." I'm like, "I talk about that all the time. That's the worst trade I've ever made in the history of my life." Yeah,
1: man, it happens.
0: Um, but until then next week, we're going to get into our sleepers of well, the
1: year. Everyone loves sleepers.
0: Yes. it probably be one of our top downloads of the year. Um, thank you all for listening and making us one of the top downloads. Uh, I love looking on the iTunes charts and the top podcast of professional sports in the world and seeing the dynasty nerds, uh, podcast up there in the top thirties ahead of like bill Simmons and around the horns and things along those lines sometimes. And that makes me really happy. And that's all thanks to you guys for downloading the podcast as well. Um, And another thing you do to help out the podcast, if you want to support the podcast, is give us a ranking and review on iTunes. Helps us a lot. Helps us on those iTunes charts. Helps us people looking for dynasty podcasts to listen to or fantasy football podcasts to listen to. to Help find us. And the best way to do that is, is give us a ranking review. And listen, guys, if only five more of you give us a ranking review out there. That's right. Five, just five of you. We'll be the top ranked and reviewed Dynasty podcast out there. Doesn't mean we're number one in my eyes. We're number one. You guys tell us we're number one. That's why we're all, you know, virtual BFFs. But uh, we'll be that. We'll have the most reviews and uh, rankings on iTunes, and that's something to be proud of. So we're number one somewhere at least. and We can do that with your help. If you want to help the podcast and support the site and uh, the podcast financially. The best way to do it is, you know, we, you give us a little, we give you a little back, is buy a Dynasty Nerds t-shirt. You can get on DynastyNerds.com and uh, buy a t-shirt. They are awesome. We are looking at trying to add more shirts to the website as well, maybe some Dynasty shirts as well. But in the meantime, we have those shirts on there. They are great shirts. People love them. Um, so you can support the site that way. And also, again, you know, we, we brought on eight new writers. We have a new article on the website every single day to help you along through the season. For free. For free. You know, we are, you know, all of our content is free. You don't have to pay for any uh, special services there. So there's some really good content coming out. been getting some really good reviews from the people here saying, hey, love all the new content. So make sure you're on to DynastyNerds.com and get on the forum as well, because there's going to be a lot to talk about with the fellow Dynasty community as well. They get a lot more opinions on trades, team status, and just, again, sleepers as well. So, again, that's the best way to support the site.
1: Hey, as of today, as of right now, we're ranked 59th and we're all, and we're only 19 away from Ric Flair who's number 40. Ooh. That be kind of it's an honor. And it's to an me, honor to be in his company. And
0: to me that's again we're 49th in the, in the world of professional now that's not fantasy podcast. That's professional sports podcast. That to me that's just I, I it still blows my mind when I look I at mean, I look at the download numbers and I see stuff like that it still kind of blows my mind of how many people listen to the podcast. But we appreciate every single one of you. But uh, that means we're doing something right. Right, man. I, I think it's your central natural central voice over there. Yeah,
1: right. The worst voice in the industry. Man.
0: Uh, people love you. You're the number yeah, one you're right. the number one ho- You're the host yeah. with the most, yeah. baby. So um uh, thank you guys all. You guys we're really excited for the season to start here uh and help uh do some in season talk here as well and help you guys complete the ultimate goal, the whole thing we do this podcast for, to win a dynasty championship.
1: That's right.
0: So we're upon us, man, this week. Here we go. Starting tomorrow, the game start. I'll be at the Browns game Thursday night. Nice.
1: Can't wait to see me some
0: Johnny football.
1: See the new uniforms.
0: Oh, uh, I can't wait to see them up close in person. Yeah. I will wonder so what, I'll be there. what
1: combo they're going. I'll be watching on TV.
0: Yeah, you'll see me. You might see me. I sit on the, behind the Browns bench, 10-yard line, close to the dog pound, dog pound, row 9. All
1: right.
0: Right in front of where they do the video replays, uh, when they do the video re- you know, the replays, yeah.
1: booth reviews. That's where I sit. Opposite side of Swagger, right? Opposite side of Swagger, yeah. Row nine.
0: You can see me there, jumping up and down like a Girl Scout. Go
1: Browns. (laughs) I sat in those Uh, seats. Yes,
0: you have, and you'll sit there again this year. All right. So, uh, all right, guys, thanks for listening again. Next year, next week, we're talking Dynasty Sleepers, which was essentially just fantasy football sleepers for the year. Right. So, until then, have a good one, guys. Can't wait to watch some football this week. Go Browns. Later.